0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard Nick's
2: life. It is a
1: hard Nick's life. A hard Nick's life. Oh, it's a hard Nick's life.
2: Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And what is up to Jay? Back in the saddle again. What's going on? Everyone reached out. They said they wanted Jay back. Is that true? It's backed by popular demand? Back by popular demand. Jason. We don't have a motherfucking whatever for Jason yet, but we'll figure something out. There
3: you go. That's cool.
2: If anybody likes our podcast, you know, loves what they hear, share it with your friends and family. Get us some ratings, some reviews. I finally remembered to put this at the beginning of the show, guys. So I'm impressed. Go on to iTunes, give us five stars, give us a nice review. It'll make everyone feel good. How are you guys doing? We got military Barry tonight. Our hair's grown in a little bit. You got your army fatigues on. <laughs> because you're going to war every day in the shop.
4: Oh enough.
2: Putting it all on the line.
4: You know, you mock me week after week for that and it's not I know. like i go then, around boasting and bragging like i'm doing something special and then literally
2: every other day i'm asking barry what bikes he has in stock for different members of my family so yeah. they're calling me up on the phone <laughs> and jason's here in your uh, white undershirt i just like to tell everyone what everyone's wearing i don't know why
1: <laughs> was i supposed to get dressed up
2: if you guys want to tell everyone what i'm wearing you can go for it now uh, LeBron James, Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, jersey. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> no jersey this week, Jason. I thought you were going to do a different,
4: uh, different. Uh, you were going to tape it up.
1: Yeah, no, that's the only one I had, and I.
4: That's too much work. Quite
1: frankly, I just I forgot to do that.
4: I've been thinking about that jersey ever since we recorded last week. I'm actually thinking about making you an offer for it.
1: What? I'm Are you thinking. Serious? About, yeah,
4: yeah. I'm serious. That'll fit me, right? It's like probably an oversized. Jersey. Oh yeah,
1: it's, yeah. That yeah. jersey
4: was huge on Jason. You know, I'm thinking about making you an offer. Are you um, are you open to negotiation?
1: I got that for my 21st birthday. Did you? You know, yeah. Jay, if you can a sell a fucking Marcus
2: Camby Knicks jersey, you sell it. You can get a, you can get whatever you want <laughs> after that. You can at least get what you paid. For, what what like it's worth? I'd give You'd, you 80 bucks for it.
1: <laughs> you would pay 80 dollars for that. Then
2: yeah. you can pretty much get a new jersey right now.
1: There is a Nets uh, Durant jersey I was eyeing. <laughs> All
2: right, get to, you're fucking
4: off of this podcast right now, loser. So it sounds like no, it sounds like you're tempted though for the eighty bucks. Is that true?
1: No, I no, I don't want to. I'm not going to sell it.
4: You wouldn't sell it's it for a eighty a family dollars.
1: heirloom that one day I will pass on to one of my boys.
4: Because you kind of said eighty dollars, like you were impressed.
1: I'm just surprised that you would be willing to
4: spend that much
1: money on it. Yeah, Barry, you oh, could find
2: a Knicks Marcus Camby jersey. You think for like I could find seven
4: dollars on eBay? Probably.
2: <laughs> you think so? Let's find out.
4: But I know either. Jason takes good care of his things, so I'm sure it's in, like, perfect condition. And, I mean, that was probably, like, the second time he's worn it.
1: <laughs> it's been a long time since I've put it on. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, Craig, tell me how much I can get one, and let me know if my offer's in the realm of... Uh... You know, fairness. Okay, it is. It is in the realm of fairness. You can get them on eBay. They're all over the place on
2: there. And with the with the
4: black striping on the side.
2: Yes, the first one that pops up is men's vintage champion New York Knicks Marcus Camby home blue jersey from the, with the black sides.
4: Okay, how much? Sixty four dollars.
1: Ah. So they got a really off. nice white. All right,
4: I'll give you lose. sixty dollars for it, Jason.
1: We we can discuss it at, at another time.
4: All right.
2: All right, guys. How you doing? What's what's the latest, Barry? You still working crazy hours?
4: Yeah, yeah, and we took uh, two days off for Memorial Day, Sunday and Monday, so that was nice.
2: And by the way, you know, before we go into an hour of small talk here, we are going to talk about the Knicks, and later on, we got a special treat for everyone.
4: Yeah, well, what was the other day? The other day was the anniversary of uh, the Starks' dunk, right? The Starks' dunk game. Is that what prompted you to look back for uh, what you found? Listen, I mean,
2: we found this tape a few weeks ago. Jason brought it to us. It was in his basement. We used to, back in the 90s, we would record these. like uh, They weren't podcasts back then, but they were just like our little talk shows after games. And we have one from May 25th, 1993. It was a Tuesday night. We were watching the game in Jason's basement. And after game two of the 1993 Eastern Conference Finals against Jordan and the Bulls, we recorded basically our first podcast back then, but we didn't know it. And so we, we found that tape. Jason found that tape. And we're going to play it for you guys later. Three young teenage boys hanging out in Jason's basement, (laughs) talking about the Knicks win over the Bulls and the Starks' dunk. So we're going to play a bit of it. It's not long. And Jay, you didn't play it. You just saw what was written on the tape and we're going to play it for the first time. Yeah,
1: I wanted to leave it for us to, to listen to together and experience together. I wanted to be surprised, just like you guys.
2: All right, so that's coming later. Jason, how was your week? Did you miss uh, us
1: so far so good? Well, I saw Barry on Sunday.
2: You saw Barry on so, Sunday? Yeah. Did you stay we, away um, from him or?
1: We we had a little social distance, not really socially distance kind of get together.
4: Oh no, that's risky. Jason, Jason's like a 10 on the scale of like how freaked out you are by COVID-19. You know, you got some people that are like, you know, somewhat cautious. Jason's like a 10.
1: Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really comfortable. On Sunday, <laughs> truthfully, not, not, not at Did all. Did you
4: have a mask on? No. 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 But he was, it was definitely. Really more the,
1: the children.
4: You could see Jason eyeballing like imaginary six foot markers between every person. Like I could see him calculating the distance between everybody. And if anybody got too close, he, you know, he would start fidgeting and getting uneasy. Jason, I thought you said
2: that you weren't going to see Barry because of the, you know, the
4: risk associated with seeing
2: someone that, you know, yeah, is out there I every day this on was, the front lines. I didn't lines, have so. control
1: over this. This wasn't my idea.
2: Oh, is that right? What are you talking about? You didn't have control <laughs> over it.
1: it. It wasn't my idea. Your wife set this up? I was told after the fact about this.
2: Ah. You were told after the fact? After you were there?
1: No, after every, after everything had already been set up and solidified.
2: That didn't bug you?
1: What? That I was told after the fact? Yeah, yeah that you were that, you were about to put yourself yes, that, in harm's that, way. That, that you know, did not scary. make me happy. How are you feeling?
2: Have you gotten tested?
1: I think we know from past history on this show that, you know, whether it's toxic chemicals being breathed in or, or, or anything know, like that, we know Barry's not really worried.
2: It's
1: so not wor- about, really worried about, about You don't kids. think I'm
4: taking the proper measures to protect myself and my family against the virus? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you factor in, you know, just the whole floor thing, and it's like obviously he's a little bit more cavalier with things. Oh,
2: God. A little uh, bit. I mean, he's fucking Cavalier, for sure. <laughs> We've said Cavaliers like three times in this show already.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so we saw each other on Sunday. We had a nice time.
2: Speaking of, you know, the whole coronavirus, We after the last podcast, we heard that Patrick Ewing was diagnosed mm. with COVID-19, entered the hospital. A lot of Knicks fans sent their prayers out. Good news of late, he's out of the hospital. Yeah, uh, his
1: son tweeted about that.
2: Yeah. So glad to hear that. And uh, the NBA, the return of the NBA season... Guys, it's getting a little closer. There's some news this week. We're going to bring in our NBA return correspondent, Jason. Here. Is
1: that? What, is that J-
2: I don't name? know. Is that what we should fucking call you? My that doesn't title? sound... doesn't really have a great ring to it. All
4: right. What's a good sure. like well, news yeah. name for you? Jason Parquet.
2: Right. Like the floor? It, like it needs to be like... like
4: a word like on the periphery of... Basketball or sports?
2: Yeah, like you've heard about like some great like meteorologist nicknames, right? Got, that's like, what I was thinking. Like Storm Fields.
1: Oh yeah,
4: okay. yeah,
2: Stormy gotcha. Field, Amy Freeze.
4: <laughs> Wait, are these, are these meteorologists? These are, like, I got a list <laughs> right
2: here. Amy Freeze is WABC New York. I thought she was a porn star. Glenn Hurricane Schwartz, WCAU Philadelphia. I love this one from WCNc Charlotte, Larry Sprinkle. Larry <laughs> that's Sprink.
4: definitely a poor note, poor name. <laughs>
2: you got oh, KABC, Los Angeles, Dallas rains. Oh my goodness, Ken Weathers, Knoxville, Tennessee. Johnny, do you Mann. have any
4: other choice in life not to become a weatherman at that point?
2: There's a guy in Phoenix named Dewey Hopper.
4: No, those can't be.
1: But that's that's a nickname, clearly Dewey, right? <laughs>
2: Dewey, what a horrible nickname. Flip Spiceland. That's a, I don't I don't know what that has to do with anything, but it's interesting. So here we got J Parquet.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't like that at all. J
4: Parquet with the news. <laughs> that was weak. That was like the first, my first shot out of the gate. Yeah, with but the so what should we do? J. It's kind of weak. J Hooper, Jason Hooper,
2: because he's going to give more than Jason just return Hooper. news. Jason <laughs> I Hooper. I like that. All right, with this week's news, Jason Hooper. That is so bad, it is. Oh. <laughs> what do you got for us, Jay?
1: Um. Okay. Well, uh, is Jay the... Hooper better, by the way? Jay yes. Hooper. Yeah,
2: Kinda Jay like Hooper. Hooper. That's classy. Jay Edgar Hooper. What about Jay Edgar <laughs> Jay Hooper? <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
1: With this week's news, Jay Edgar Hooper. Could we could we do could we do hanging with Mister Hooper?
2: That's stupid.
1: What do you got, Joe? <laughs> 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 Alright, well, the, the NBA is moving ahead with their with their plans for reopening. They still don't know if they want to uh, finish up the regular season. From what I heard, every team needs to hit, what, 70 games before they get their, their money from the regional sport net, uh, networks? So I know that that's something that they've oh, been looking at. That's interesting. I mean, but in all likelihood... They're, they're not going to bring them back for the regular season, which means just the playoffs. They're looking basically at setting up two hub cities or bubble cities, more than likely Orlando because you've got the Disney Wide World of Sports, which is a massive complex. And then um, I saw today they were thinking about Mandalay Bay. So well, hold on a second. Vegas.
2: Before you go on, I thought there was going to be one city, but you're saying – I thought it was going to no, be well, one I mean, city. It's, they're choosing it's a choice between. between i oh, it's one between of between.
1: Yeah, yeah, not the, not the two, because I know in the NHL they're going to have one for each conference. Right. But I was reading, I guess, that what, Vegas handles the 28 teams or whatever for the Summer League, so there was talk about that also. I know that the mayor of Las Vegas was looking to get that, that business in, but it would probably be Orlando. From what they say, there'd be about 1,500 essential team personnel that they'd have to quarantine in this little bubble city. Uh, you know, constantly taking temperatures. From what I read today, and I don't know how they come up with this stuff, it said if they did a four-round postseason, they could get that done in 55 days. And that's with few back-to-backs because I guess they can get... There's, there's two courts that they could play on. They could do that simultaneously.
2: I'm sure you looked into how this affects the Knicks. Well, if I mean... They won't be playing, right?
1: No, they 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 wouldn't be playing. For, it looks like it'll just be the top 16...
4: Teams. But they're still toying with the idea of, you know, I know nothing's set in stone yet. Um, there's like a meeting, you know, the Board of Governors this Friday, but aren't they still toying with the idea of possibly having more than 16 teams going to this Yeah, playoff? I
1: mean, I know that they definitely they definitely talked about it, but I don't know if you saw that tweet from Damian Lillard. Yes. The other day, he said that, you know, if they come back for the regular season, he's not not playing. I would think the likelihood would be that a lot of the stars on those teams on the outside looking in might not want to come back at all, especially if they don't have a realistic chance of actually making the playoffs. Is Portland on the outside looking in? Yeah. I think they're like...
4: They're a couple of games back.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I think there was the possibility that there were like four bubble teams that might actually... Portland is yeah Portland is
2: three and a half games back.
4: yeah and that's what hurts because like they, they started getting healthier they were getting better towards the end of the season so like it was always my contention that they should just end the season where it is I don't care if you played a few more games or a few less games they should just end it and if you're in you're in you're out you're out but you do start to feel bad for teams like Portland teams like New Orleans you know who are almost there and they actually had a realistic shot of getting inside that top eight those are the teams you feel bad for but again what do you do now you're talking about more games to be played you know where do you draw the line type of thing the nhl i know
2: did is doing more than 16 teams because they had a lot of teams that were right there you know it was really close the nba like you said the blazers are three and a half games back in the east it's basically settled i mean the magic are in the eighth spot yeah, and what's, they're their and the what's their record? Five and a half games. What's their record, Craig? I mean, it's awful. They're 30 and 35, but they're five and a half games ahead of the Wizards. So the Wizards can't right. really bitch, you know? Right. But the fact is, they're at, as of right now, the Blazers are not in that top eight, and they're not that close. Three and a half games out. They can't really complain that much if they get knocked out. If they were a game or a half a game, I could see it. I'm just curious how it affects, like, I've, i we've all heard the rumors about. You know, that some teams have played 63 games, some play have played 67. Will they just stop the season at 63 to keep it fair for lottery standings and playoff standings? So I'm curious how that pans out. Do you guys guys want the NBA to resume, just go straight to the playoffs, or do you care, or you just want it to come back? Do you think it's smart to come back in this environment? A lot of fans are saying, you know, why? Why not just wait till everything's, like, perfectly safe?
4: Right. Well, I mean, I I heard... July 25th is that like magic number or magic date that they wanted to get things going by um, because that was going to allow them to basically finish up by September 20th and then have the draft September 25th and um, you know kind of move on from there so that was their timeline from what I heard Um, and yeah I mean I'd like to see the playoffs I don't need any regular season games you want to give me a couple exhibition games to you know get the players' feet back underneath them and, you know, get them in the swing of things type of thing. That's fine. But, yeah, I would go right into the playoffs. That was my thought all along. And as far as if it's safe or not, I mean, who's to know, you know? Do you, does anybody really have a handle? Anybody even in the medical field, you know, all the way to the top, do they really have a handle on this thing, like knowing how serious it is at this point point. Um You know, is there going to be a second wave? And if so, when is that second wave going to be? And like, when does life get back to normal? That's what we're all trying to figure out. And sports is going to be a huge factor in getting, you know, the whole world back to a sense of normalcy and getting things back, you know, into the way that they were. The, The question is, like you just brought up, is it safe to do so? And I don't know if any of us know that.
1: Well, I mean, when it comes to the safety, I think the the thing they got to worry about most is is like coaches and team personnel more than the the players themselves. You know, I know that that's an issue. Popovich, I think I read was seventy one, and there's a bunch of other. Is he? I thought uh, he was like ninety six. Like mid to late
4: sixties. He was know? in his nineties.
1: You know, that's that's something they got to they have to take into consideration. I don't. I mean, I'm not really worried about the players necessarily. If for some reason somebody were to come down with something, because if you look at the few NBA players who got it, no, nobody really, nothing really bad happened. But they really got to worry about the the coaches more than anything. Do we need regular season basketball though? I would say no. I mean, why? Do you really need the Knicks coming back?
2: I mean, I, I yeah, I don't think any of us need to see the regular season. But I don't, I don't think this is a situation where it's like, well, the regular season isn't worth it. But yeah, for playoffs, let's put people's lives at risk, you know? <laughs> but yeah, you got to think about. The Popoviches, but then you also have to just think about, like I get that maybe NBA players want to come back. You want to make your money. You want to make the league money. You want to get things back to normal. You want to win a champ. Like LeBron wants to win his championship that he thinks he's in line for. Those players and the owners and even the coaches, they have big things to gain from coming back, right? But what what about the little people that have to go to work and come back to make it all happen? They're putting their lives at risk for nothing, pretty much.
1: Yeah, Like I said, the NBA thinks that'll be about 1,500 people. And then that doesn't even include whether or not they'd let everybody bring at least a couple of family members with them, which I, which I know is something that they were talking about also.
2: 1,500 is a ton of people. How many people, How many players are on a team? 15?
1: Yeah, the vast majority would be team personnel.
2: I mean, you're talking about like 1,500 people that are not players. I think Charles Barkley or someone else said, or Sha- Shaq, maybe it was Shaq, said that he thinks if they come back, whoever wins the championship, it's not going to mean as much and they're gonna for that championship's gonna forever be doubted by people well i mean i think that's i think honestly think that's ridiculous because yeah. and would you rather even have next or... year's cha- even next year's championship you're gonna say the same thing because there's not gonna be fans probably yeah, yeah, yeah so what are we just
4: not gonna play for years i know and that's the whole thing like would you rather have you know a championship year with a asterisk next to it or would you not crown a champion at all you know, I would like to have at least some type of postseason if you could get it done. There's not going to be an asterisk. You know, I don't think there will be an imaginary, an
2: invisible asterisk. If the Lakers win the championship, that's maybe the hardest championship to win after this delay and you know everything at stake and no fans and the the weird circumstances. Really, maybe you're sticking up for more. LeBron now. I'm sticking Any up for who whoever words? might.
4: I'm sticking up for whoever might win it. It wouldn't be easier to win. I don't know if it would be easier or harder. I mean all the other teams are you know, haven't played either. Everyone's in the same boat. Right. And everyone's gonna be in the same bubble. Speaking of bubbles,
2: it's a hard Nick's life. We like to say (laughs) that has nothing to do with anything. Like to say it's a crummy (laughs) Nick's life using a family recipe born in nineteen fifties Brooklyn and perfected on the east end of Long Island. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company promises to deliver you the finest and most delicious crumb cakes on the market. Flavors like Classic Crumb, Blackout, Salty Caramel, Brooklyn Joe, your taste buds will thank you. And they're available in two sizes. The Classic 8 by 8 inch size cakes or the world famous Crumpkins. And those Crumpkins are essentially crumb cakes in mini muffin form. So take a trip down Clarkson Avenue and crumb get some. Go to www.clarksonavcrumb.com. Use promo code Life for 23% off your order. Any good desserts at that uh at the COVID party?
1: We had ice cream. We had ice cream, yeah. Um... And Barry brought some banana bread Mm. uh, and some grapes, which we didn't even, we just totally forgot about the grapes.
2: Barry, did you make the banana
4: bread? No, I bought it from Costco. It's like one of those things you just see and you know it's like much more than you're going to be able to eat, but it looks good. So you buy it. And I've, you know, was picking at it every day and there was still like, you know, 75% of that thing left. So I said, let's bring it over to Jason's before it goes bad let's bring oh, it whoa, to, uh, you
2: brought an open chicken. banana bread
4: yeah that's right yeah.
1: It, it was a, it was a dessert that they had already started to eat yeah it that's right ready.
4: what are you proud of that now that you mention it that is uh <laughs> <wasn't> distasteful <laughs> right it is that is awful it is but he's you know he's like family he's close I, I don't I don't know I don't have to uh, uh you don't have to bring something that wasn't half eaten
1: <laughs> it was like three quarters of it was
4: there It wasn't it was like a, a half-eaten slice of pizza It was, you know, it's a sliced banana bread It was still in its original container huh. Is it that bad? I
2: don't know I think it's time to play the, uh, the the mysterious tape that we found This is a world premiere of our What did we call that show?
4: My so-called Nick's
2: life <laughs> And that was when the Knicks were This is their, their heyday Our heyday That's right
1: That's right they were good.
2: Yeah, this is from Tuesday, May 25th, 1993. Jason's basement. Three of us. Getting into trouble.
3: What's up, Barry and Jay, aka Barry D and JD. I like to call them the double D's. My name is Craigie C and we're here to talk some Knicks basketball tonight. My so-called Knicks life. Post game.
0: Eastern Conference Finals, Game Two, Knicks Bulls.
3: Just watch the win. Ninety six, ninety one. What's new, guys? We got the. We just watched a game. It was a big game. We got to remember. We got to be up for school tomorrow, so we can't. We got to keep this going. Jay, you got that math test tomorrow. I do. Barry, didn't you have a doctor's appointment today? Earlier in the day, you left school real early. Yeah, he's got me on like this raw egg diet thing. He wants
0: me to do. So I just did it before I left my house. I'm supposed to do it like every day. You got to drink raw eggs. Because he wants me to put weight on.
1: You know who I just saw do that? You know who's doing that?
0: Who? Uh,
1: David Silver does that on uh, Beverly Hills 90210 to put some weight on.
3: He drinks raw our eggs? Yeah. Love that show. He
1: needs to put on weight.
3: Who is hey. your favorite Beverly Hills 90210? My favorite character? Character. Yeah. Brandon. Oh, Kelly. Dylan? Dill- not Dylan?
1: <laughs> what? Yours is Kelly? <laughs> yeah. Because
3: of her looks or her character? Yeah. Why else? I'm a 15-year-old boy. Is it weird that my favorite is Dylan? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we just we just witnessed Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, Game 1, we beat the Bulls. This Game 2 is big. Between our team, the Knicks, against the motherfucking Bulls, Michael Jordan. Michael motherfucking just, Jordan. You realize my mom can hear us, right? I guarantee you, we we just won Game 2. We're up 2-0, and we're going to talk all about it. I guarantee you, this is a shift in Eastern Conference for years to come. Michael Jordan's never gonna win another championship because the Knicks are taking control starting now. In the last 15 years
0: in NBA play, 106 teams have been down 0-2. Only three have come back to win. This series is over. The Knicks are gonna advance.
3: Let's talk about the fourth quarter because it was so good. You know, we built that lead. We are up 12 going into the fourth quarter. Pippen got called for the double dribble in the fourth. Wasn't that great, watching that baby cry and get thrown out of the game? Like, take <laughs> a, a chill pill, Scotty. Take a chill pill.
0: <laughs> a lot of guys got tossed out of this game. Pippen was ejected. Greg Anthony got ejected for the Franklin foul on uh, on MJ. I thought they threw out Phil Jackson after Pippen got ejected, but... Just the technical but then foul. He was still how, about, there. how about when Phil Jackson got the technical foul and they have Rolando Blackman go to the line? Now, I understand he's at 84%, you know career free throw shooter or whatever but his form is awful how is he such a
3: good free throw shooter his shot looks worse than bill cartwright's it's awful. Orlando blackman he looks like he's like 65 and he's playing out there you know who else looks like they're 65 <laughs> mean, he's got the skinniest legs yeah. Ren-
0: ronaldo blackman and doc rivers is only 31 he looks like he's 65
3: he's hobbling around the court doc rivers looks older now than he probably will in like 30 years and greg anthony speaking of greg anthony I, I, I love nothing more than when he took out Michael Jordan he got ejected but that was worth it that's what the Knicks do they beat
0: they beat the other teams up did you hear after the game Phil Jackson was whining and complaining
3: about the refs you know not calling the game enough because um, by so the way hard Jay, Jay how come every time we do this show you just sitting there playing with your baseball cards are you gonna talk about the game with us oh,
1: but we were gonna do trades
3: here's a quote from Pat Riley after the game about Phil
0: Jackson complaining about the refs he said, He's looking for preferential treatment. He wants the game to be a game of ballet. They want to be ballerinas. They can be ballerinas. We want to be basketball players. That's Pat Riley. And that's why even though Phil Jackson was once on the Knicks, he's never going to be in this Knicks organization ever again because he doesn't know what it takes.
3: That that defense in the fourth quarter, and the bodies flying all over the floor. Did you see Oakley diving after the ball? He t- he took out I forget who it was, but one of the I think
1: guys. wasn't it? Scott Williams.
3: Might have been Scott Williams. Oakley's been dominant in this series so far in
0: these two games. you realize Oakley's got as many rebounds in these first two games as Pippen, Grant, and Cartwright combined? He's got 30 rebounds already. Uh, yeah, down
3: the stretch of this game, Oakley was pulling everything down. He, made the, he did make that one horrible, stupid pass with like 20. What was he thinking there with 25 seconds left? Did you see that? He was coming up. He was in the backcourt. The Knicks had the ball with 25 seconds left, up three. And he threw it the length of the court out of bounds fucking bonehead play. Bonehead. But guys, I mean, I don't know how we haven't talked about it so yet. The greatest play I've ever seen as a Nick van. You know, we had that big lead in the fourth. The Bulls chipped away. Got it super close. Wicked close. They cut it to five. Then it was back and forth. Throwing punches. Counter punches. It's a great game. And then John Starks. I swear one day I'm gonna have this poster on my wall. I guarantee it. Because this was the greatest Knicks play I've ever seen in my life. He drove From the three-point line, up three, huge moment. Goes up for the dunk, throws it down. Left-handed. Oh, well, Jay, you, 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 like, jumped out of your pants when that happened. You jumped out of your little pants, your pajama pants.
1: They they were little pants.
3: (laughs) You were screaming like a girl. You woke up your little brother, came down the stairs yelling at you. Barry, you didn't even see it because you were eating pudding in the corner, and... Then we had to just tell you what happened. You you still haven't even seen the play, so you can't even speak to it, which it, sucks. People are gonna forget about this dunk by the next game. You don't even you didn't even see it. That's what I'm saying. I, I wish we could I wish, we could. I wish we could like somehow rewind it like a tape deck and play it for you. But you didn't even see it, so you can't even speak to it. When Starks put that down, the garden went nuts. It was amazing. It was over? Who was it over? Horace Grant? I think it was over MJ. And MJ. Oh, I love watching MJ fail. But that was that was the that was the that was the defining moment of that game. That was the uh, you know. Opened the can of whoop ass on him. That is gonna th- be the turn in Michael Jordan's career.
0: Yeah, imagine he felt so bad he like retired after this year, so embarrassed.
1: You know what worries me though? Can I just bring up one thing? I know we're talking about all this great stuff. Something about Charles Smith worries me. I just in a big spot, by the basket. There are times he's down there and he just. He can't put, the, can't put the ball in the hoop. I don't know. I think that might come back and bite us at some point.
3: He doesn't have the lift, the bounce. Two-nothing, we're up. Two-nothing. It's over. It's a wrap. Word to your mother. Spike was excited. The whole garden was going crazy.
1: MC Hammer was there.
3: Cut it out. He was there? I didn't see him there. Yeah. When was that?
1: We,
3: uh, <laughs> MC Hammer was there. You can't touch this. I mean, the garden was going postal. It was amazing. You know who else was there? Saddam
0: Hussein was there. Psyche! <laughs> Barry's
3: tripping He's tripping
1: You know who I was hoping was there but, but she didn't show up Cindy Crawford You and Cindy Crawford
3: Yeah, how many posters are in your bedroom right now Would you say, of Cindy And who else do you have? Jenny McCarthy No, I don't know Not Jenny McCarthy? You don't have Jenny McCarthy? No, I'm uh, Cindy Crawford I've,
1: I've got my eyes on one lady and one lady only What are you talking about? You've got
3: other lady posters Lady posters.
1: Craig, if other people are going to hear this, I don't want them to know what my room looks like. Come
3: on, just tell everybody.
1: Fine, there's Jenny McCarthy posters.
3: All right, well, we got game three coming up. Uh, any predictions for game three?
0: Yep, Nick's are going to take two in Chicago. Bulls aren't going to know what hit them. It's going to be a sweep.
3: All right, everybody, well, thanks for listening to my so-called Nick's life. Brought to you by Entenmann's Crumb Cakes. Love those crumb I love cakes. Entenmann's crumb Cakes. All right, boys, until next time. It is a so-called Nick's Life. Out. Well, that was uh, chock full of
2: uh, 90s slang. We were really fresh back then. (laughs) (laughs) Dope. Weird listening to yourselves, right? Yeah. Any of that believable? Any of that shit believable?
4: I like the fact that you and I sound younger, but Jason sounds exactly the same. Yeah, well, Jason was always very mature. Jason looked exactly the same. He had the same...
2: Even the hair on his body is the same today as it was when he was 15. And we saw plenty of it
1: growing up. Not true. That's not. There's nothing remotely true about that. Jay,
2: you used to show off your chest hair because you developed so much earlier than the rest of us. Alright, I remember Again, you used to braid not it.
1: Not even the least bit tr- no. You used to walk around braiding it. You were very now. proud of
2: it. You wore a lot of tank tops and wife beaters.
4: Your your cross used to get lost in those
2: chest hairs. Oh yeah. I remember that.
1: Uh, <laughs> so now we're making this a I would be like I would thing? always
2: say like, What is that? Is that a new necklace? Oh no, it's oh it's the cross. You just can't see it all. <laughs> because of the bushy the bushiness of the chest hair. Like a chia pet. Chia pet was huge in the '90s. Why don't we talk about the chia pets? <laughs> was it? Wasn't it? Is that the '90s or is that the 2000s? I'm sure it was the. It might have been '80s into
4: the '90s. Yeah. Hey
2: Jay, look at your
4: chia pet. You were you are
2: trading <laughs> the cards. I've never heard we use that term. I thought we were trading trading. Yeah, that makes sense. You're trading cards. Did you trade cards growing up?
4: Yeah. Did we really trade that much, or we just showed each other our yeah, cards? You just showed. I don't what think we you really had. traded that much.
1: Sometimes
2: we did. Let's let's be real. When when I was watching that game back today, uh, and you heard how loud that garden was, and even for the starting lineup introductions, you don't fucking hear that. I haven't heard that in so long. Where the where the crowd is really that jacked up yeah. for the game, and and that like now you now you go to a game so and we've yeah we've sucked for so long and <sighs> been so bad that even me even like diehard fans, you're not really going nuts for the starting lineup because you feel like an idiot. Like, it's just like polite clapping. Maybe you go like, Woo
4: you know. Yeah.
2: Maybe you cheer loud for your favorite player. But back then, the starting lineup, every single player that was named, right? Who started that game? It was Starks, it was Rivers. Rivers, Starks, Rivers, and Starks. Starks, Rivers yeah. Ewing, Oakley, Oakley, Smith, and Ewing. Smith and Ewing. Yeah. Yeah. And every single player got the loudest cheers. Ewing, I mean, Ewing was insane. There was no polite clapping. It was fucking awesome, the energy. I haven't felt that in forever. Can't wait till we get that back.
4: Yeah. Stark's at nine Stark's had nine I know we're we're supposed to be covering the game before. In that uh that <laughs> clip but uh, but Starks had nine assists that game it was game one that he had 25 points he got four three pointers in the fourth quarter it was like five of seven in game one
2: what would you what would you do right now for a playoff game where where you're where one of your guards has 12 points and nine assists I kill for those numbers
4: oh, no a guard that would go on to be the sixth man of the year
2: and back then in a game where you're scoring like eight teams are scoring 80 points 80 85 points to score 12 points and get nine assists is that's that's like scoring 16 12 right now.
1: It's weird. Did you notice that in the first quarter he only took one shot?
2: I feel like I'm still trying to talk in this younger voice right
4: now. <laughs> so according to the Athletic today, the Knicks will reportedly be targeting their next coach within the next few weeks. You know, depending on what happens with the NBA, you know, coming back and all. That came um, out
2: When did that come out? I didn't see that. That came out
4: today. Not only did the Athletic, you know, announce that, but it became like the head story on nba's on the nba app and on nba.com
2: and how's that how are they gonna be targeting their next coach in the next few weeks when this i guess just because they know they're not coming back to play
4: i guess so, so th- and, and and again it was you know it had that caveat of you know depending on the nba's decision you know um you know with what with what's going to happen um and it and it also alluded to the fact that tom thibodeau is their main you know was going to be their their main uh I mean, you know.
2: we've, all, we've all heard about Kenny Atkinson, Thibodeau, Mark Jackson, these guys. I don't know how I feel about Tom Thibodeau. Right. I mean, the one thing he gets you is he's a proven coach. And it's hard not for the play, it's hard for the players not to give him respect. And I do feel like he will be a coach that will come in and he's going to want to coach the way he wants to coach and not be swayed. He's got enough experience to do that, but, I mean, his recent coaching, you know... Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, if he's a, if he's that good of a great. coach,
4: he's going to look back and see what didn't work out for him in Minnesota, you know, at the tail end of Chicago.
2: I, I would be so much more excited by Kenny Atkinson.
1: Big difference in age, too, isn't there?
2: Yeah. If they're going after Tom Thibodeau, I feel like they, they're going to be making a move for someone. I don't know how you pair Tom Thibodeau with just a young, up-and-coming team. Can you imagine Tom Thibodeau as their head coach and, the, and they draft LaMelo Ball? Can you imagine that dynamic? Tom Thibodeau and the Ball family on the same team, would that go over well? Is Tom Thibodeau going to give his blessing when they're talking about drafting LaMelo Ball and bringing LeVar Ball into the Knicks family? If I'm Barry, who's been pushing for LaMelo Ball, that makes me nervous about LaMelo.
1: He's like the antithesis of the kind of player you think Tom Thibodeau would want on his team.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Right, Barry? Yeah. Tom Thibodeau's going to be like, yeah, let's draft LaMelo Ball. It sounds (laughs) like a great idea. Does Lamelo play D? I don't know.
4: No.
1: I'm going to assume no.
4: No, he doesn't.
2: <laughs> I mean, Lonzo is known as a great defensive player. Yeah, Lamelo is not. And and it's up. It's according to Shams Terrania, Yeah, that Tom Thibodeau is the leading
4: candidate. Yeah, that and um, was that part of that athletic article? Was that a separate? Yeah. Separate source. It
1: was, it, it's got like a full timetable, it says in the article also, like when stuff could actually happen. Now, you
2: know what's strange is that that news even came out because these other guys, like, not that they're big names, but Leon's been making these hires and you don't hear anything. You don't hear any rumors or anything that something's about to happen and Then just happens. I mean, I really wonder if it's true or if or if Shams and these guys are just like making educated guesses. Right. Because everything else has been really on the DL, as they'd say in 1993. <laughs> Let's close out the show with uh kristaps Porzingis have you did you see his uh tweet this week, his photo Oh about love him like shooting a free throw during warm ups and he said, "I love what I do mm. for me, that was really uh a weird statement during these times, and doesn't make you like kristaps not much does You liked him before. <laughs> Of course you love what you do. Making $27 million as a basketball player. We got doctors putting themselves on the line. You know, we got people working at grocery stores right now for low wages to provide food for people. And there you have Kristaps placing a photo of himself shooting a basketball saying, I love what I do. I don't know. It seems a little heartless. Is Kristaps a piece of shit or is Kristaps a piece of shit? everyone to raise your hands if Chris is a piece of shit
4: all of the above
2: look at that there's one fucking podcast you should listen to it's this one we know what we're talking about all right guys that's gonna do it for the show I'm exhausted Barry and Jay are exhausted Jay great effort tonight why are you giving me the finger on purpose right now or who you're just resting your middle finger oh, on your head I'm scratching my head oh, okay. If you want to reach out to us, it's at HardNicksLife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at HardNicksLife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Jason. Uh, he works at, uh, what school do you work at?
1: Should I really say or no? No. That... <laughs> you,
2: you want to share Twitter? You're just going to stay mysterious for now.
1: I'm going to stay mysterious for now. You could get
2: at least like three followers if you give it up. All right, We'd like to say thank you to uh, the 15-year-old versions of Craig, Jason, and Barry.
4: And... Uh, let us know, I guess, if you like that segment or not. Cause, <laughs> you know, if you don't, we'll probably can candidate. But if you like it, we may do more, you know, but we need to know if it works or not. <laughs> right. Barry's, been, Barry's been pushing for that segment for quite some time.
1: Wait, are you saying it wasn't real? Is that what you're saying? I,
4: I'm not saying that. I, I, I need to know if Jason needs to dig up more of these tapes is what I'm, is oh, what I'm saying. Right, exactly. Because you know, I like the idea, like these rewatchable type of things, you know, but kind of done in this way. If it works. All right, Barry, give him the number. 516-33-MESH-1. You can call us at that number. Yeah, call us. I mean, nobody calls us anymore.
2: I'd prefer you just leave us some ratings and reviews on iTunes, but you could also call us. If you like our show, please subscribe and leave us some reviews.
1: Did you Did you guys hear from Derek at all after last week or no?
2: Oh, yeah, we did. He tweeted. Yeah, he, he tweeted commented us. in the... Uh he tweeted You had a fucking exchange with him,
1: Jay. Well, yeah, he just tweeted about he didn't know if he was happy or sad. He didn't hear my Scottish accent, but I didn't know if he how he felt about the game.
4: Yeah, why don't you give us your yeah? Scottish take us accent out, then. take us out with your Scottish <clears throat> accent. Right now? Yeah, no, no, fucking uh, next week.
1: Okay. Um, well, what do you what do you want? What, what...
4: All right, guys, that was a great. No, was, give, give awesome. us give us give us your take on Kevin Knox. And his growth up to this point, but do it in a Scottish accent. Talk about Fortnite a little bit. Fortnite? Fortnite?
1: Yeah, loves Fortnite. I don't know anything about Fortnite. Oh,
4: Kevin Knox and Fortnite. Right, right, right. And his basketball. Does he play that all? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, Kevin Knox is a great... He's, He's a big Fortnite fan. Is that true? Yeah? How does he do that? I heard he's great.
4: He's a great
1: Fortnite player, that Kevin Knox, ever since he was a wee lad. It's not bad, Craig. Oh, you're
2: like like an intimidating Scottish person. Craig, it's not bad. It's not bad, but for some reason, like, Jay has to lean forward all the way into the camera when he's doing it and crook
4: crook your neck. And the thing is, like, we think it's not bad. I wonder what a real Scottish... I
1: wonder what a real Scottish person would think about my accent like that. Right? Hmm. I wonder what Derek would think.
2: I think it's getting, like, now it's becoming British.
1: <laughs> no, that's, that would be different. I could do the that British
2: accent. one. What's the British?
1: Well, it all depends. You want, like, a Cockney accent? Yes. All
2: right. Um, yeah, whatever, dude. I mean, we can not <laughs> want to sit here forever either, so if you, you, just, if you just reel off any British accent, that would be great, so we can just wrap this up.
1: Oh, I could just do something like this, then, if that's what you'd like to hear. Is that how you'd like to go to the close of the show? And how do you channel that? That. You just
2: pretend
4: like you're a beetle.
1: Well, that's what that would be. It would be different from a Cockney accent, which would be more like, hey, how you doing over there? All right?
4: See that? He's got the fucking dialects down.
1: That's right. (laughs) I know what I'm doing over here. (laughs) Five square.
2: Twelve square.
4: Twelve square. (laughs) Twelve square. Twelve square.
2: I can't tell you how many times we missed that fucking stop. (laughs) With all our luggage and shit, it was not good. All right, guys. Until next time. It is a hard... Nix. Life. <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> can you get it? Can you just not pause, Jay? <laughs> I thought he was going to miss it. Uh, you got your head down. You're leaving us in suspense. I don't even know if you're listening.
1: <laughs> right here. All right.